Hello, and welcome to Rob's Music Hour, Episode 4. Today's episode will be a little different because I'll be talking and ranting more, and there'll be less music played, at least the first half of the episode. There's two big things I want to talk about with this episode. The first half is going to be the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, both some bands that have been snubbed this year and in the past, as well as the current nominees to be inducted next year. The second half of this episode, I'll play a couple of ACDC songs in tribute to Malcolm Young, the ACDC rhythm guitarist and founder who passed away a couple days ago. So, let's start with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we're going to start with the 2018 nominees. The biggest one on the list is Bon Jovi, who was honestly probably going to get in this time around. And there's Kate Bush, never heard of her. The Cars, another well-known rock band from the 80s, they should get in. Depeche Mode, again, big in the 80s, they should get in. Dire Straits, I don't know why they're not in already. They've been eligible since 2003. They've had a few good songs. Sultans of Swing, Money for Nothing, Walk of Life. Mark Knopfler is a fantastic guitar player. And we have Eurythmics, who I've only ever heard of one song by them, which is Sweet Dreams Are Made of This, as well as their horrible cover of Winter Wonderland. Then we have the Jay Giles Band, who, another rock band that's fairly well known. Another nominee for 2018 are heavy metal giants Judas Priest, who have been around forever. They've written some fantastic heavy metal songs. Living After Midnight, Breaking the Law. You got another thing coming. Then we go to LL Cool J. I'm not entirely sure why he's nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which seems to be kind of a music catch-all these days. I mean, Tupac Shakur was inducted. I've never actually heard any of LL Cool J's song. The only place I've ever heard of him is his acting career. Then we've got a couple other bands I've never heard of. And then there's the Moody Blues, who I've never been big into. Radio Heads Up this year, which will be, they should get in. They're a pretty well-known band. They're, they've been big and successful. And you have Rage Against the Machine, which I never really cared for their music. But they're successful and they'll probably get in if they get enough votes. You have Rufus featuring Chaka Khan. No idea. Nina Simone. Sister Rosetta Tharp, an early female music pioneer and guitar player. Link Ray, and then the Zombies. That's everyone who's up and that fans can vote for this year for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. An article from about a month ago says that for the voting, right now the leading is, in first place, Bon Jovi, which is arguably the biggest act on this list, followed by the Moody Blues, Dire Straits, The Cars, and Eurythmics. Personally, out of this list, I would like to see Bon Jovi, Dire Straits, The Cars, Judas Priest, and those are about the only four I would really like to see get in. I don't care about anyone else for the top five. So, let's look at some bands who've been snubbed by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. For this coming year's inductions, there's a few bands who've been snubbed. Motorhead's never been nominated for it they're huge they're an entirely new speed metal band and now with lemmy passing away a little over a year ago prog rock pioneers jethro tull known for their lead singer ian anderson his flute playing never been up def leopard's been snubbed i mean say what you will about def leopard but they definitely deserve to be in the rock and roll hall of fame not all nine arms of them 
Heavy Metal Giants Iron Maiden have been snubbed yet again. I mean, they've had some fantastic albums and songs, and their sing- their musical style is unique all in of itself with the three guitars, the prominent bass, and Bruce Dickinson's amazing vocals. Pantera's been snubbed yet again. They were another big heavy metal band until their lead singer was shot and killed on stage by a psychotic gunman in 2004. Another big prog group, King Crimson's been snubbed. Soundgarden, another big, especially with now with Chris Cornell's death earlier this summer, they should have been nominated. Even some bands that have been inducted were inducted far later than they should have been, such as Deep Purple, who wasn't inducted till 2016. Considering Smoke on the Water is one of the first riffs that every idiot that picks up guitar learns how to play, so, yeah. A lot of who gets or doesn't get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is political. They've got mus- they got businessmen running it, and Jan Wenner, the former Rolling Stone editor, is was a big force of this, and he was kind of... If he didn't like you, you weren't getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And there are still some artists who should be in, but aren't. I mean... Phil Collins needs to be inducted for his solo career. He was inducted as a member of Genesis, and they inducted Peter Gabriel for his solo career. So it's time Phil Collins gets in. Don Henley could probably be inducted for his solo career. Same with Stevie Nicks. Henley was inducted with the Eagles, and Nicks was inducted with Fleetwood Mac. Another one who should be in for their solo career, at least something, is Joe Walsh. He's in with the Eagles, but he was in the James Gang. He has his solo career, which was big before he joined the Eagles. And building off of more snubs or delayed inductions, we have Ringo Starr, who was inducted with the Beatles in 1988, but wasn't inducted for his solo career until 2015. But as I mentioned before, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if the people in charge don't like you, you're not getting in. Such as the case with one of my favorite bands, Toto, who, due to a number of things in the 80s, including what people view as stealing the Grammys and their succession career, will never get in them turning down the cover of Rolling Stone didn't probably help their case either. Steve Lukather said in an interview that they told Jan Wenner of Rolling Stone to, quote, stick it up his ass when they turned down the cover of Rolling Stone, basically ensuring they would never get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And on another more depressing topic, the In Memoriam section at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is going to go on for 25 fucking minutes this year to everyone that's passed away. Tom Petty, Malcolm Young. I'm sure there's more than I'm forgetting in rock and roll, but this is going to be the original topic of this episode, but I figured it'd be too much of a downer. So instead, I'm just going to play a couple of ACDC songs I like in memory of Malcolm Young, so we'll start there. All right, so the first ACDC song I'm going to put on this list is off their first international album, High Voltage. It's called It's a Long Way to the Top If You Want to Rock and Roll, and it's about the only song that anybody in the world can tolerate that has bagpipes in it. The guitar and bagpipe duet playing in the solo is what makes the song unique. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll.
next album, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, had the title track is an obviously well-known song, which came into prominence after their drummer was arrested for trying to hire a hitman a couple years ago. Eh, irony, but my personal favorite off the album is a song called Big Balls, which is about how the singer talks about how he likes to host charity events or social events, but the song is filled with obvious sexual innuendo referring to other things. The social pages say I've got the biggest balls of all. I've got big balls. I've got big balls. They're such big balls and they're big balls. And he's got big balls and she's got big balls. But we've got the biggest balls of the balls. And my balls are always bouncing and my ballroom always full. Everybody comes and comes again If your name is on the guest list No one can take you higher Everybody says I've got great balls of fire I've got big balls Oh, I've got big balls And they're such big balls We're going to skid over Let There Be Rock, Powerage And if you want blood, you've got it And move straight on to Highway to Hell which was released in 1979, which was the last album with singer Bon Scott before he died choking to death on his own vomit after a night of heavy drinking in the backseat of a car. Anywho, my favorite song off that album and the one that we're going to play is the title track, which I'm sure everyone else has heard. It's called Highway to Hell. After Highway to Hell, we move on to Back in Black, which was the first album with new singer Brian Johnson. It was also wildly, wildly successful and is viewed as like their comeback album in the new ACDC. That that album produced many hit songs, including the title track, You Shook Me All Night Long, Shoot the Thrill, and Hell's Bells. My personal favorite off the album has to be You Shook Me All Night Long, because the opening guitar lines... So here's a little bit of that. Their next album was For Those About to Rock, We Salute You, and the only well-known song off of it was the title track. And they had a few less successful albums, Flick of the Switch, a live album, Fly on the Wall, and then Who Made Who, which had the sound which was the soundtrack for Maximum Overdrive, where the title track was a moderately successful single and the only song written for the album. 
All the other ones were other songs and a few instrumentals. Following Who Made Who, they had Blow Up Your Video, which had Heat Seeker, which was a minor hit. It's on their ACDC Live album. And then we get to The Razor's Edge. The Razor's Edge was like their second comeback album after the lull of the 80s. The Razor's Edge also contained the song Thunderstruck, which is... Everyone knows that song. It's played at almost every sporting event, the opening part. And it's almost to the point of being overplayed. Following the Razor's Edge, they released ACDC Live, which was a live album from the Razor's Edge tour. And then they went to Ball Breaker, which really was kind of another duddish album. It was produced by Rick Rubin. One notable part of Ball Breaker was that drummer Phil Rudd returned to the band after leaving in the 80s. Following Ball Breaker and a couple of compilation box sets, they released Stiff Upper Lip in 2000, followed by Black Ice in 2008. Another box set in 2009. They did the soundtrack for Iron Man 2 in 2010, which was mostly a compilation album of songs from both the Brian Johnson and Bon Scott eras. And then in 2012, they released another live album, Live at River Plate, which was at a concert at the Black Ice World Tour recording in Buenos Aires. That was a hell of a concert from the video I've seen. The whole audience is singing along to every song. And then in 2014, they released Rock or Bust, which did not feature Malcolm Young. I think he wrote he wrote the songs, but he did not play on the album because his health problems were already starting to take effect. He had was diagnosed with dementia and entered care for that, and then earlier this month passed away because of the dementia. Sorry for ending this one on such a depressing note with him dying, but celebrity deaths give me good ideas for podcasts. So join us next time where for the final episode of this series as we look at possibly some of the shittiest Christmas songs ever recorded. If it all pans out, I will be having some people join me in the format that's most likely going to work is I'm going to play a segment of a Christmas song, and they're each going to tell me what the hell they think of the song, and we'll see how crude it gets from there and what they think. I'm pulling out some real whopper, some real shit-ass songs for them.